This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, January 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Carbon farming bill is back. Wine country sues Newsom. Appointees signal Biden priorities. And Biden seeks stronger, better TPP. Carbon sequestration bill returns to legislature. Assemblymember Robert Rivas of Hollister has revived a bill aimed at sequestering carbon and reducing greenhouse gas emissions in natural and working lands. The Nature Conservancy and the California Climate and Agriculture Network are co-sponsors of the bill. Along with setting a carbon capture goal for farmlands and other areas, the measure would charge the Air Resources Board, or CARB, with identifying best practices and policy incentives to achieve that goal. Reva said the approach would encompass land management restorations of woodlands and wetlands and modifying soils. Now keep in mind, the bill supports Governor Gavin Newsom's executive order for conserving 30% of the state's land by 2030, granting more political clout to Reva's effort this time. Remember, an identical bill died last spring in the Senate Appropriations Committee. Democrats were divided over concerns of granting broad authority to CARB. Farmers would need to see demonstrable yield increases to invest in such practices or reliable funding for incentives to cover the cost, according to the California Farm Bureau in its arguments. Wine country sues Newsom administration over COVID-19 orders. More than 50 wineries and restaurants spanning Napa and Sonoma counties are suing to overturn a state ban on in-person dining. The lawsuit alleges the public health order for COVID-19 safety is built on misinformation about outdoor dining being a high risk for spreading the virus. We will not stand by as state regulations force our businesses to close, perpetuate financial hardship on our employees, and cause skilled workers to flee the wine country and California more broadly, the businesses argue in the complaint. The governor's office said in a statement that it will vigorously fight the lawsuit and expects to win. The order, it argued, is necessary to prevent the medical system from collapsing. The coalition said that statement reflects a total lack of concern for the harm that his order, not backed by any solid evidence, is causing. Vote set on Treasury nominee. President Joe Biden is looking to get more members of his cabinet in place this week, even as the top priority on his agenda, a COVID-19 relief package, is getting a rocky reception from Senate Republicans. Meanwhile, Senate leaders have yet to agree on organizational rules for the new Congress because of a dispute over whether Democrats should commit to preserving the filibuster. Still, the Senate is set to vote today on Treasury Secretary nominee Janet Yellen. Next up could be Homeland Security Secretary pick Alejandro Mayorkas, who has the backing of many ag groups because of his background in the department and experience with the H-2A program. The Senate Homeland Security Committee will vote on his nomination tomorrow. For more on the D.C. policy agenda, you can read our Washington Week Ahead. New EPA leaders bring climate and litigation chops. 
Biden's appointees to top leadership positions at EPA are bringing the agency experience on climate issues and litigation opposing Trump administration regulations. These picks also provide should insight into the administration's priorities when it comes to environmental regulation. Among the 16 new faces at the agency, Melissa Hoffer, a new principal deputy general counsel, most recently the head of energy and environment team at the Massachusetts Attorney General's office. Massachusetts is among a group of states that consistently oppose the Trump administration's regulatory changes in court, including the Navigable Waters Protection Rule, the replacement for the Obama Waters of the U.S. or WOTUS Rule. Vicki Aurora, the new Associate Administrator for Policy, has been Executive Director of the Georgetown Climate Center for 12 years. And Allison Cassidy, Deputy Chief of Staff of Policy, was most recently Deputy Staff Director for the House of Representatives Select Committee on the Climate Crisis. The new EPA Chief of Staff, Dan Utek, served in the Obama White House as Deputy Assistant to the President for Energy and Climate Change, where he led the White House and cross-government teams to implement and coordinate communications for President Obama's Climate Action Plan, oversaw the administration's energy and climate change strategy, and promoted the president's agenda in Congress, according to EPA. Biden wants stronger and better TPP. Back when he was on the campaign trail, Joe Biden said that he would be willing to consider the U.S. rejoining the Trans-Pacific Partnership. White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki appeared to confirm that was still the case so long as it was made, quote, stronger and better. But don't expect that to happen immediately. Psaki said the administration's current priority is the domestic economy and, quote, that will be his focus in the coming months. The TPP moved on after President Donald Trump pulled the U.S. out of the Pacific Rim Trade Pact in early 2017, renamed it the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership, or CPTPP. Its current members are Japan, Mexico, Canada, Australia, Vietnam, Brunei, Chile, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore, and Malaysia. The U.K. and China have both expressed interest in joining. Here's today's He Said It. Vaccine distribution has been delayed for essential ag employees. Those 65 up is understandable, but they shouldn't be put before those who are keeping us fed during this crisis. Start 1B yesterday. That California Citrus Mutual CEO, Casey Creamer. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, January 25th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.